So how are you doing today, Sharice? Hello, Barbara. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to me. Of course. Anything for Barbara, uh, I'll always have time for you. (laughs) Okay. So today we're going to be talking about something that's very important. I'm a little late because New Year's was about two months ago, but um, Mm -hmm. that resolution of getting back in shape. So when I thought about that, the person that came to mind, of course, was you. So um, with that being said, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay. Well, yes, uh, Barbara, Sharice Turner here. And uh, I have been in the health and wellness fitness industry for 20 plus years. Woo, that sounds like a lot. (laughs) So it sounds surprising when I say it, but yes, um, most of those years were in Los Angeles. Uh, I had a training studio in Studio City where I trained a lot of the elite of uh, Hollywood. And uh, it was a personal training studio. And as the industry evolved, then it went into small group. Uh, I taught at Equinox as well. So I've taught group fitness extensively. And uh, I am in corporate wellness now. So health and wellness is uh, all around been my life um, with personal training being the foundation, uh, which is how you and I have had crossed paths. And um, yeah, so right now with the corporate wellness, it's a little different arena, but uh, overall 20 plus years in the industry. So you, so you mentioned that you've trained some elite Hollywood uh well-known celebrities. Can you kind of give a share that with us? I know I was one of the ones, but I'm not in Hollywood, but. <laughs> but. All of that well-known celebrity. Did I say that? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, I had the pleasure of training some fabulous people, uh, among them Angela Bassett, um, Bill Harper, um, for a while, um, MC Light for a little bit, uh, Taraji Henson, Josh Radner, How I Met Your Mother. It was a lot of fun working with Josh. Um, and those are those are some and, and some some very high level uh, producers as well. Um, the show that has um, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. It's on Netflix, and I should know the name, but uh, they're one of the producers, Robbie Tolan. She's lovely. Uh, Laura Cathcart, Cathcart Robbins. Uh, these have become very good friends of mine, and Laura has a very um, engaging podcast out now, the only one in the room. Uh, so she is doing very well in that arena. So, you know, uh, just a lot of people, movers and shakers, movers and wow. shakers. Yeah. yeah, not just movers and shakers. When I think of, of being an African-American woman and fit, you know, back in the day, and even now, Angela Bassett is like one of the ones that we look to. She manages to stay fit. So if you if you had something to do with that, then definitely I'm talking to the right person today. <laughs> I'll take a teeny tiny tiny credit. <laughs> so so speaking of um, staying fit, okay. So as we get older, like I said, like one of the things that I used to do as a young person, I never really had to worry much about you know my fit my fitness. You know, it just kind of came natural. And then of course, as we start to get a little bit older, you got to do a little more work. But um, as far as the stages of fitness, what would you recommend, especially to women, you know, as we start to mature? What are some of the things you think that we should focus on? Yes. Great question. Uh, I firstly would say to my younger women, and I'm talking younger as in teens on up, but teens, it's a great time to start. 20s, it's a great time to start. 
30s, it's a great time to start. <laughs> In those 30s, 35, I highly suggest you start. <laughs> um, but, you know, if, if, the, if you haven't, it's okay at any time. I mean, at, currently there's a lady, I think, uh, online, an influencer trained with Joan. She's in her 70s. She found fitness later and she's killing it. So as we evolve, mature, I like to say, uh, age, whatever terminology we want to put on it, we have to be cognizant of physiology, the physiology of our bodies, how the human body changes systems that decrease, systems that increase. <laughs> so overall, it is up to us to get in tune. The sooner you can get in tune with your body to know what it needs. And I'm a staunch advocate of strength training for everyone. Since we're talking about women, especially for women, uh, strength training is the foundation as far as I'm concerned. Everything else are little tributaries that spawn off, you know, from that. So strength training as soon as possible. Obviously, in your teens, you want to be very careful. But once you hit those 20s, 30s and on up, strength training is your first go to. And knowing that, OK, if this cardio, as you mentioned, isn't working as well as it used to. What avenues do I need to, to look into? Firstly, I like to say as well, do something you actually enjoy. So if you like dancing, that's still that's still cardio. That's still movement. And so keyword movement. So that's the first thing is think about movement versus, oh, I got to go exercise. Think of I need to go and move my body. So with that movement, though, I say, hey, make sure some iron is in there. And I'm talking more than five pounds, ladies. Most of my ladies, I don't even start you with fives. I, I know that you are capable of so much more. So why start at the very, very bottom when you really have more capabilities already? So I, I get on a tangent. So sometimes you may have to reel me in. So um, to answer your question, <laughs> if I haven't <laughs> succinctly, I say women start as soon as you can. Get in tune with your bodies so that you know, as it's changing, how you need to maneuver. Strength training, as in lifting weights, to put it just very bluntly, is should be a part of your life forever, as long as you can. And being having some grace with yourself. You know, have a little grace with yourself. Make moves and movements, but have some great grace with yourself. Because we can be very, very hard on ourselves, myself and yeah, that that's definitely is important. The pandemic, yes. uh, with us all being at home, um, with us, as I call it, gaining the COVID weight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what what would you recommend as far as okay, getting motivated to get back into shape? Yeah, good question again. And it's so funny. I had a conversation probably an hour ago with a young man who's thirty nine. And he's like, I'm just not motivated. I need to get motivated. Even if someone was sending me a daily motivational text, a daily motivational call, something to get me going. And he said, by the end of the weekend, I'm going to be on my Peloton. I said, OK, well, you will get that motivational accountability text from me. So wow. it, to get motivated, it's motivation comes in different forms for different people. So. 
it may mean partnering up with someone. Okay. Because a lot of times. Accountability, right? Accountability. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I still work with some key clients. So I, the ones that I know need that, I have them, please send me the accountability text. Meaning I'm not going to see you tomorrow, but you have this, this cardio interval session you're supposed to be doing. So I need to hear from you that it's done once it's done. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, as far as getting motivate, motivational, motivated, um, <laughs> it, it comes in different forms for different people, but I know that um, partnering up is very helpful. Uh, I know that taking the first step and that may be just getting out and taking a walk. We're talking about the pandemic. I would look out my window and I saw this lady walking every day. She just was walking. And as she would walk, it wasn't even long, just kind of around a big circle around the neighborhood here. I uh, saw her body changing. Really? Yeah. So she started, those inches just started coming down, coming off. So it, it, it's really, you're going to have to dig deep within. Is it now that we're opening back up, is it now going into a class where it's socially distanced or however that place is doing it and you're around other people? I mean, studies have shown that we get better results in groups. You, look at, you know, swim classes or whatever. You can go to the gun range. It's, it's, it's a class, you know, so I know weird, weird analogy, but you understand what I'm saying. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, or, or, you know, when it's online, even though it is virtual, if you see other people logged in, you know, someone else is doing it. So I think, you know, it, it, it depends on what works for that person. So whether it's, but it all kind of boils down to some type of an accountability factor or right. tool or mechanism to keep you accountable. Right. And I know sometimes we can, we, like you said, just getting up and moving, we can make it hard for ourselves. But when as, most of the time, it's like when I'm not even thinking about it, thinking about it, that's when it happens. And um, I normally use like my watch <laughs> to do my like, you know, steps. And when I'm trying to get those steps, it's like, oh, it becomes a chore. And then when I'm not thinking about it and just out enjoying my day, then it, it comes natural. So I, I definitely think just, you know, not taking it so seriously and just getting up and doing it is, is, is key. Yes, it is key. And, and uh, to, to, to your point with the steps, uh, funny story, I guess, or enlightening story, uh, uh, volunteering at the food bank. So I was given the task of being one of the people that goes and picks up all the boxes and, and everything that they're using, the bins and putting them back in the right place. And I'm just moving constantly. So I put the step, you know, the steps um, app on my phone, mm -hmm. easily 10,000 in about three and a half hours. So wow, that's good. We, we go volunteer at a food bank and be that person yeah. <laughs> who's walking. Help someone and get your exercise. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. Yes. Speaking of food. Okay. So again, being in a pandemic, I mean, just sitting at home and, and people are just, you know, binge eating, watching TV. How do you, what, what do you tell your clients about diet and exercise? I know we talk about, I mean, sometimes you can exercise forever. And still not see any results because your diet isn't right. So what do you recommend as far as diet? Well, I always uh, give the disclaimer that I am not a nutritionist. And under the scope of my practice, uh, I'm not uh, authorized to give necessarily nutritional um, 
diets per se, mm-hmm. although I can give guidance and guidelines. So for the most part, you know, when we look at something, if something is 80% of the result, then we really want to hone in on it. So if nutrition is 80% the thereabouts of any results we get with our bodies, then we want to, we want to look into that. Mm-hmm. So, um, this year, the Mediterranean diet, diet, eating, way of eating, yes, um, way of eating. yes for the fifth year in a row is touted as the best uh, way of eating. So that's one way to look at that. Okay, so what's, what's, what's out there? Okay, there's ways to research. There's tons. So what's, what's getting some traction? Five years in a row, not so bad. Yeah. Um, so I have people to look at something like that, and we, we may break it down. Okay, what can work for you? Uh, for me, for instance, there's a documentary, The Game Changers, okay? Plant-based eating helped a lot of athletes perform much better, okay? Maybe we look into that avenue, plant-based. What does that mean? And then I have people that I can refer them to as far as, you know, really writing out the plan, the nutritional, the nutritional you know, the actual diet for them because everyone's way of eating is going to be different. Right. Um, so I first, you know, and I always say too, let's not forget how important water is. So if we start with nothing else, even if you don't feel like you want to follow a plan or anything right now, okay, let's just make sure your water intake is, is up to par. Right. So let's, let's start with something so simple as that because that already can make a huge difference. You mentioned early about the Peloton. So there's been a, a, a lot of new, um, I think it's like the Peloton, the, um, I don't know what the comp, there's one that's comparable to Peloton. I think it's, I can't remember the name of it. Um, and then there's the tonal and that's taking pretty much trying to, trying to bring fitness into the home. What are, what are your thoughts on those? Uh, I joke with my friends and clients and say, Oh, you drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> And I say that with love, though, because I think that any device apparatus that is safe and will get you moving is good. Okay. uh, Those um, those apps, those programs, those machines, if it is getting you moving and you are enjoying it, by all means, go for it. as trends, you know, as as we move, hopefully out of the pandemic or into managing it better, and we're out in the world and life is better. Fitness trends are already already showing that people do want to get more into back into the gym, mm-hmm. back into classes. So, if you're doing something in home and at home and online, and it's working for you, by all means, keep doing it. But I'm, I'm just looking, I, I always just study the trend. So the trend is saying we will be moving back more toward, you know, wanting to be around people and wanting to be in person in classes. So um, I think those, you know, all everything you named, Peloton, mm-hmm. uh, the mirror, wh- whatever it is that you're using. And if it is working for you, by all means, keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't I don't use those. But I, I have noticed a lot of people, they do use them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But I agree with you. Like you said, I think it kind of goes back to accountability because mm-hmm. when you're at the gym, when I'm at the gym, I'm not slacking like at home. I have a treadmill at home <laughs> and yeah. I'll walk. When I'm at the gym, I'll run. 
<laughs> who's looking? Who's I'm looking? looking. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit. I know you do some bike riding. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh yeah, cycling. <laughs> so I'm an outdoor. I'm a road cyclist. So I ride road bikes. Um, my history started back started back in in LA when I was on a hybrid, and mm-hmm. I would ride that to clients' houses. And since I've moved here to Texas, I have acquired a loving taste for road biking. Mm-hmm. So um, I love it. Uh, it is very refreshing. It is a stress reliever. And then there's camaraderie because I'm a part of um, what's called Major Taylor Houston Cycling Club here in Houston. And there are many Major Taylors throughout the United States. And um, Major Taylor was the first African-American man who won in 1899 the one-mile track race on bikes. So all of our clubs are named for his namesake. So... um, it's, it's, I love it. And it, uh, you know, the barrier to entry usually is the bike. (laughs) It can, it can get a little pricey because once you start riding, kind of like you said, okay, I have a bike and then you get out there and say, Oh, they have bikes. Okay. So, uh, you, you, you know, you want to kind of want to stay with the pack. Okay. So I need to upgrade my, my wheels and my tires and my this and my that, my frame. So, uh, but it is it is lovely, and you, you build a sense of community. And during the pandemic is when our club was formed, and and it was it was seen that it was a need for African Americans to have a place that they can build community by being mm-hmm. in health and wellness. And it, that bike, being on a bike, was very liberating. And it's, it's a and co-ed group, correct? It is a co-ed group, and our first year. We're a year and a half now, but we had 200 members. Wow. I mean, it, it grew exponentially. So um, it, it, we filled a need. A need is being filled with, with these clubs. So it's very uh, refreshing to see. And, and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And you're not just talking about like a bike ride around the park. I mean, like how many miles? <laughs> I mean, I bike around the park? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> correct. <laughs> you know, but I want to I want to say that there's there's something for everyone because we do have four different levels. Okay. I happen to ride with the sprint group, and I do other other areas. Like I go out to the track, and you know, maybe maybe I'll do some track racing someday. So mm-hmm. I'm operating at that level. But nevertheless, not everyone's going to want to do that. So if you just want to come out and ride, we have that too. But we do ask when you're wanting to ride with the club that you can get, get that you can ride at least 10 miles per hour. Okay. And we can help coach you along, but we do ask that at least that, because that's, you know, that's a safe. Is there a grace period? Like it's like, okay, by, you know, in a month, we need you to ride 10 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd like for you to kind of come ready already for okay. an hour, because other than that, it gets a little unsafe, especially when you're dealing, we're really about safety as well. So it's more, yeah. Safety, not less, not like, oh, we don't want you to come. But if you get a bike, probably want to ride it on your own for a little bit or in a a lesser uh, organized fashion, you know, because once we get going, it is about safety. And we do look out for everyone, of course, but that's why we have the the different tiers Mm -hmm. that can come in. And ironically, we do have something pretty big tomorrow that we're doing locally. Um, 
in collaboration with a Black Excellence Weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so we will have a community ride for 10 miles mm-hmm. to help those along that just want to ride. I'm just oh. out in the community and I just want to ride. Okay. Oh, that's 10 miles. Now with us, it will, I believe it's going to be 52 to 60. Um, there was just a hundred mile ride on last Sunday. So we are preparing. We, we do different rides sometimes to prepare for upcoming events. Mm-hmm. On most weekends, you know, by the end of the weekend, if you ride both days, you're easily putting in you know, 150 miles. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing to me. That yeah. really is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a love, it's a passion. And once you get going and you're around really good people, it's really a lot of fun. It's it sounds really like it. It does. Yeah. yeah, it is. So if you had to describe fitness and how it has changed your life, which I'm pretty sure it has <laughs> in a sentence, what would it be? Oh, wow. Um, I cannot live without fitness. Wow. Literally and figuratively, right? No, you are so right. (laughs) And my grandmother, my best friend, um, she would always tell me, I just think you, I think you would just die if you couldn't go work out. I said, Grammy, you're right. (laughs) I mean, I just, I live for it. I live for it. So with you mentioned cycling, we've been talking about that. So there's a balance that comes from lifting your lifting weights mm-hmm. and balancing it with cycling because it's two different things going on, two different dynamics. So lately I've been saying I miss my weightlifting body, you know, the the the, the hard body, not too mm-hmm. hard, but the hard body. So right. then you have my cycling. So it's more cardiovascular. Mm-hmm. So you gotta find that balance. You gotta find do, that. Do you prefer one over the other? Like when you're doing more cardio versus lifting? I prefer lifting any in every day. Really? Although they're both very important though. <laughs> so it's just finding the balance. And you know what? I remember when you trained me many, many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um you, you was you would be so kind, you would just say, Okay, give me 10 more, you know, in a nice voice. And I'm like, oh, she's so kind about it, but 10 more is a lot. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Anyway, I, I didn't have any problem with, you know, getting on the treadmill and the cardio part, but you, you would make me do exercises that would um, cause me to lift my own body weight. And I found that to be so difficult. And here we are many, many years later, <laughs> and I'm, I'm realizing still <laughs> that I'm having that same issue. So when you say weightlifting and, and, and training and strength training, um, that, is, that definitely is key. So I think I'm going to start with just trying to lift my own body weight. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great place to start. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. And with ladies, we have to build, you know, you remember Build-A-Bear? Mm-hmm. Build-A-Bear still around? So I build a body. I don't know if it's still around, but mm-hmm. we have to build a body, build a, a upper body, especially. Upper body. Our upper bodies just aren't designed to be overly strong. I mean, my swim coach, uh, one time told me he was fascinated that how I could just lift myself out of the pool. And I'm like, I don't get it. And he was like, I train a lot of women that just cannot hoist themselves up out of the pool. Yes. And I've, I've upper body strength has been an issue for me my entire life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've always had problems with push up, even as a teenager, 
I was like, oh, I don't want to do any push-ups. So here we are, you know, decades later, and it's like it's just it's still an issue. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be my New Year's resolution. And I'll and we'll, we'll we'll have this conversation again in December. Okay. Okay. And by then you will be mastering at least 10. Hopefully. <laughs> We're gonna claim that. Yes, yes we, we are. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So Sharice, earlier we were talking about, you know, how we can, um, you know, take care of our bodies and, and our health as we age. Um, it's funny because I had a conversation earlier today with a, a cousin, actually. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how, you know, as we get older, you know, some of us, especially as women, will say, oh, you know, I'm married or I, I'm with somebody and they're not going anywhere. They like how I look. You know, I'm not I'm not the same. And, you know, I'm not young anymore, but I look good for my age and blah, 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 blah. And we 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 view sometimes we view health as, you know, how we appear on the outside as opposed to what actually is healthy. So what would you say to a person like that who's just saying, oh, well, you know, as we get older, these things are bound to happen, kind of. Absolutely. Uh, And and that is true. Obviously, it won't it won't be the same. But each day, all of us are aging. A newborn baby is aging every second, every minute. So it's it's our mindset. I mean, I've always said have the mind, okay, mind to muscle. I'm always talking that. But it's just not so much about, hey, I look this way. Well, let's make sure this is all inside out. We, we tell people, oh, you're beautiful inside and out. Are they beautiful inside? Do we have the stats for real? <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. I, mean, I know it sounds a little scientific and a little little sterile, but let, you know, bottom line is all, the doctors are there for a reason. Okay. No, no one's happy to sit in the dentist chair and, oh, I need to get the colonoscopy and all of this, anyoscopy. Okay. So, <laughs> although it's, it's necessary, it's necessary because you always want to know what's happening with your body. And the, and that little disclaimer I hear a lot, I look great or you look great for your age or for my age. What does that what does that mean? You know, I, I, let's just get out of that. So I don't even like to talk age because it is, it is a number. Yes, that's fine. It is a number. But we don't have to live under that umbrella. For instance, I've moved now from L.A. to Texas. Different mindset down here. The thicker, the better as far as the women. Okay. Everybody's pretty, pretty robust down here. Okay. Nobody's missing meals. <laughs> except me and maybe a few other handful of people or we look like we are I'm not missing any meals but nevertheless it's it's also uh environmental and 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 cultural yes but but we still go back to the mindset of okay just get get just just keep your appointments you know even your dental appointments I know I talk about that but your teeth and gum health can lead to a lot of other issues within your body health. Dentist. <laughs> I'm talking to you as if you don't know any of this, but nevertheless, it starts from even there. So just, it, it's it's changing your mind about that. And as far as, you know, feeling, you know, comfortable, like, oh yeah, I'm just comfortable. Well, yeah. get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Disrupt everything. Get it done. Okay, so that's why doctors are, are here for us, you know, to help us for the most part. Just go get checked out. A, a complete blood count, um, you know, 
get your heart checked because women, we have a lot of um, underlying issues that that could be very mm, what's mysterious, secretive, if you will. They sneak up on you is what I'm trying to say. Yes. And you don't know that until, oh, I went and got checked and this led to that. Uh, I know we talked about ladies, but I have a friend, a dear friend of mine. He's 50. Found out he had a stroke on Thanksgiving. Oh, no. He's better, but nevertheless, Sharice, I wasn't going to my appointments. So we don't want to be on the other side of that because inevitably the body will give out. So if you are not maintaining it on a regular basis, just like we maintain our cars, we maintain our homes, all of these external uh, materialistic things, but yet you get this one temple given to you and you're not maintaining it and taking care of it and loving it and, and caring for it like like everything else that's out there. That's true. That's definitely true. And I mean, I think it's a conversation that we really need to continue to have in our community because we don't talk about it. And, you know, like you said, looking good for your age. Well, we have to think about our metabolic age. <laughs> you know, it's a, and it's 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 amazing that we don't. Um, it's so funny. Years ago. Um, my niece and I went shopping and, you know, when we went shopping, it's like, I'm not a great shopper. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I look, I'm sorry, women. I'm not a great shopper, but anyway. But you're and a I, great dentist and a great woman. <laughs> but then after, then after we went shopping, we actually went grocery shopping. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, she looked at me and she said, I'm Barbara. She said, why do you read the back of the food all the time? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I said, why would I not spend more time with something that goes in my body? Like you spend time with stuff that goes on your body. And she really, she was like 12 at the time she had to think about, it. she was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, isn't what goes in your body important? She's like, yeah, you know, but like, we don't, we don't think about it. We don't talk about it. Yes. Yeah. We maintain everything, but you know, the inside. So we definitely need to do that because that's, what's going to sustain us. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I really hope, over time with these type of conversations, there'll be a shift, a mind shift. Speaking of which, I know a lot of people that I know have gone vegan. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, like you said, a mind shift. And um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> not yet. But yes. I do. But I have. But I have taken note of, um, you know, the things that I eat, of course. And, I, and I've actually, as I've gotten older, you know, what I eat has changed. Like, I'm not a huge fan of red meat. I've, I don't eat it as much as I used to. Do you think the drastic change in, in things like that is what we need to do? Or do you think it should be a balance? Like you said, with your exercise, you go from, you know, cardio to strength training. Is, should we be an all or none kind of uh, mindset when we're talking about our health? Um, I think that one, because we're all so unique, it's going to have to go on what, what works for a person. Now, I will say that. The vegan and 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 plant based, I'm very interested in. I'm not there yet either, okay. but it has piqued my interest mainly because I've seen athletes who, you know, are doing things that I do, mm-hmm. and they saw their their performance improve exponentially. So, and I do feel a lot more energized when I'm not weighed down. So, I think it takes research. I think it takes uh, experimentation with yourself mm-hmm. and. And really, once again, knowing your body. So, for instance, chicken. 
I stopped eating that a long time ago. Did I used to live on chicken breasts? Absolutely. Egg whites, all that stuff. Very bodybuilder type stuff, even though I wasn't bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, but I, but along those lines. Well, chicken does not digest as well. Uh, and I read this somewhere and I'm going to find it again. <laughs> uh, and a lot of women, once they, we hit 40-ish, in the 40s somewhere. And whether it's it's dealing with the hormonal shifts, sometimes your enzymes and all, everything that can be happening along that, that time. So it doesn't digest very well for me. So mm-hmm. I don't something that doesn't digest very well. I know. So it's that's another thing is being in tune enough with your body that, okay, so I'm not digesting milk as well. I'll just take a lactate. Why? Why are you going to take something man-made then to help you digest something when you just can go... <laughs> a different type of milk or did I see the walk of shame? Well, yes, you did. <laughs> and it's so funny because I just like started. Uh, well, not just, but like even with the. Okay, I'm a coffee drinker, oh, and um, I would you know I would put cream in my coffee, but mm-hmm. I would use the non dairy creamers. And for years, I'm like, why are my sinuses just killing me? You know, I'm, mm-hmm. it's always you know congested, whatever. Well, come to find out the non-dairy creamer had, you know, dairy products in it. So I stopped using it. And I now I do like oat creamer um, or either almond or, or coconut. Yes. Um, but but yeah, um, you know, you grow up on dairy, you, you you eat dairy your whole life. And it seemed like I got to a point where and I love ice cream. I should, that's a disclaimer. OK, you eat it and you know, you're going to feel bad after, <laughs> you know, you're going to feel bad after. But it's like, yeah, why do we do that? So I try. I've definitely done a good job of decreasing it, but you're right. Why do, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we yeah. take the lactate pill and, and not just, you know, realize that we can't do that anymore. We can't do it anymore. And, um, a very renowned doctor friend of the family, he told me that once African-Americans hit somewhere in their thirties, we really don't need dairy products anymore because we're not producing the lactase enzyme. So once again, now, mind you, everyone's still different. I'm not saying every African-American can't even tolerate milk. I'm just saying, you know, those are some stats that are out there that worth, you know, looking into. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and that this just goes back to saying we need to take a little more, you know, um, thought into what we do. And as far as our health, as we get older, because it has to change. Just like, look, just like we can't do 20 jumping jacks. You can't drink the milk. <laughs> You can't but you can do the 20 jumping jack. We just choose not to. We accept well, that. We won't accept the other. Well, that, yeah. And I have some modifications for those jumping jacks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you have, see how nice she said that? That's how she, and she makes you like, okay, I can do that then. <laughs> you can do it. And just like you modify what you do with that milk. You know? That's true. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's modifications. That's all. <laughs> Well, thank you, Sharice, for all this very good information. Um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. And hopefully you will definitely come back. Uh, is there any way that my audience can kind of follow you or keep in touch with you? Uh, yeah, my Instagram. I mean, I need to definitely do more posting. And I, I that is on my agenda. Uh, but my Instagram is Sharice Turner. So and I'll spell it C-H-A-R-I-E-S-S-E-T-U-R-N-E-R. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All righty. Thank you, Barbara. See you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.